0: Hey there, welcome back. So I'm getting ready for next week. I'm actually going to be out of town and I'm going to get to meet a lot of you. So that's kind of fun. Um, I'm going to be at my coach's business workshop and I know some of you guys are going to be there too. And interestingly enough, I've already started to feel anxious, not because there might be some virus, not because of flying, not being away from my family. No, no. Do you guys want to know what I'm getting anxious about? (laughs) I realized I've started getting anxious about recognizing people, in particular, my clients. So I have, oh, like 30 people maybe. I mean, then if we count past clients, right? Like not only right like I should recognize them I see them on zoom (laughs) but I've just started to get anxious like oh my gosh there's the like layer of people I see every week and then there's the next layer of people that maybe I'm in a group with or that I know but don't know like super duper well like right I don't see their face and then there's the people who know me so I've I've just been noticing that already where I'm like oh my gosh I'm not gonna recognize people (laughs) so if you're gonna be there, definitely come and say hi. I, that's actually one of the things I love, not the saying hi part, although that's cool too. It's the in-person element of business, especially online business. I did the first two years of online business, meeting people online, connecting with them, but never connecting in person. And so every time I fly somewhere or drive somewhere, it feels so good to be around the people that I know online. And ironically enough, I actually met one person who went to the same school as I did, and she lives here in Fort Wayne. And I've met some other people that use the tools, and that makes the world seem a little smaller. So that's, that's cool. So that's a little bit what's happening with me. Let's dig into today's podcast. And what I did is I studied the seven directions that our mind can focus. Because if we aren't aware of where our mind is pointing, right, the, the place that we're spending time in our mind thinking, we don't have the awareness and the, the power to choose. And so in today's episode, I've broken these seven areas down very simply. One is just to tell you what it is and give you some examples. And then the other one is to give you examples of how each area is both helpful and not helpful. And what I love about that is that sometimes we think that one area is just all bad or one area is just all good. And yet I see and and I want to show you how each area is both good and bad. Before we do though, before we dig into these areas, the reason it's important is because unless you're aware of what your mind, like where your mind is hanging out, which, which category, which direction, you don't have the awareness to change it. You don't have the ability to be intentional. And as we go through and do these, I also want to make sure that you realize that you are not your thoughts. You are not where your mind spends time. So some of you are going to listen to this and you're going to hear it and you're going to you're going to start to judge yourself. You're going to start to judge that some one thing is better than another, right? That's why I got really specific that there's helpful parts and there's not helpful of each category. And so you aren't if you spend more time in one of these categories than another, that's okay, right? It doesn't matter. It's the awareness of it. Because where your brain spends the most time, Is just a habit it is a habit like driving to the grocery store it is a habit like walking into um, Starbucks and ordering your favorite drink I don't know right like it's a habit (laughs) it's a habit like driving a car picking up a fork and knowing what to do with it and so where your mind spends the most time means nothing about you it means nothing about your future because you can change it right now today. You can decide which place your brain spends the most time in and you can be aware and accepting and allowing of the places your brain spends time in knowing that it might not serve you, right? It doesn't serve the like bigger goal you want. And overall, the reason to know this, I mentioned like awareness and being intentional is because when you set a goal, when you decide you wanna go somewhere, and you wanna create something, knowing where your mind is focusing also shows you a very specific way that you can tighten in where you're thinking to get the result you want. So let's dig in. It'll make it a little bit easier to understand versus just all the talking. (laughs) So there's seven directions your mind can focus. And so what I'm picturing here is like you are sitting on a bench a stool and there are seven arrows on the floor pointing directions, okay? And so you are you and then the way that your mind can focus is like an arrow on the floor, okay? So the very first direction your mind can go is outward, okay? So you're sitting on the stool And the arrow is pointing outwards towards other people. And this, an example of this would be social media. It might be watching TV. It might be, um, looking at what people do and having an opinion of it. It might be looking at what other people have and wanting it for yourself. That might be, right, their business. That might be the way they look. That might be the way that they, the skill that they have, the approach. That might be like the, the opportunities in their life. And so looking outwards at other people, I label it here as, kind. it's like, it's a distraction, right? Like it's something, and distractions aren't always bad. So So let's look at the helpful, not helpful section. Looking outwards at other people can be helpful Because you study successful people. You can be studying what they think, what they do, right? You can be studying them in books, in movies, in podcasts, in social media. You can be studying, um, right, just habits of people the way that you want to emulate. That could be in the way that they parent, in the way that they eat, whatever it is, right? So it's helpful to look at other people when you are learning from them how you want to be. This other one, not as helpful, even even in saying this, right? Like it's not as helpful. Well, okay. We can look at other people as a distraction. We can watch TV, for example, and that could be not good or bad, right? Not helpful or not helpful. It just depends on the quantity, the way that it's taking up your life. So there's almost like that third category in there, which is it's just neutral and it just, it swings into one of those areas is helpful or not helpful, depending on how you are using, looking at other people. Because I see people, right, I can, I can categorize watching and studying successful people under the helpful category, but the only way that it actually really is helpful is if you're taking that information and actually using it. Not just consuming and listening and like, oh my gosh, I have so much time to listen to this and this is so good. No, no. Like listening to a podcast, then sitting down and implementing the information. Writing it, writing it down, writing out what you're going to do differently. Capturing their thoughts. This is actually one of the things I do is that when I read books, I remember being so annoyed reading a book because I'd get done reading it and I would question like, but nothing changed, right? I wanted something to be different. And so now when I read books, what I'm looking for is I'm looking for how do they think differently than I think. Because that's what makes looking at other people as helpful. Now, the not so helpful section of looking at other people, the, the time when it becomes a distraction, is when you're comparing yourself, and our mind does this so quickly and so naturally that we have to catch it. We have to catch our mind saying, oh, it was easy for them. Like, oh, yeah, like they get everything. They're just so good at that naturally. Whatever, right? Whatever this, the thing you're comparing yourself to others is. The other way that this can be not helpful, right? Looking outward, looking at other people, is when you let time pass focused on somebody else's life and goals instead of your own tv scrolling on social media knowing all the things about famous people right those are so easy to get sucked into but they don't get us closer to the life we want which means there just has to be a balance i was watching a movie last night and um oh it was called he's just not that into you and I've seen it before, it's old, but I think it just it just came on Netflix. And so it's got Ben Affleck in it, it's got Jennifer Aniston. And so it's like 11 o'clock at night. I don't normally stay up that late. And I find my mind wondering things like, I wonder who Ben Affleck is dating or who he's married to. <laughs> Who's Jennifer Aniston? And I'm just like, why? Obviously I did Google it, just in case you were wondering. But I thought to myself, <laughs> Like, if my mind was focused on this stuff all the time, or even more often than now, that would be such a distraction to the life I'm creating with my own mind, right? I actually, this is one of the things I've always thought about knowing celebrities. I don't want to know them. I don't want to know the name of famous people. Because if I know their names, I'm, I'm taking up room that I could have known for something that's actually valuable to me. So the first direction of our mind is outward, looking at other people. And this can be helpful in that we can study them or it can be not helpful in that it can distract us from the life we are building, the life we're creating. The second direction that you can point your mind is outwards. But so, right, you're sitting on the stool and the arrow is pointing outwards, but it's to serve other people. So you're thinking of other people. You're looking at them, but from a very productive place. So the way that this might look is thinking about your ideal client, thinking about who they are, where they're at right now in the process that you help them with, what they're thinking, what they're struggling with, how they're feeling, how it actually plays out right? Like the struggle that they have, what it looks like very specifically. You could be thinking of those things, right? When you're focused on other people and productively serving them, you might be creating things to help them. You might be practicing how you speak to them. You might be building like tools and assets for them to help them get results quicker. These might be your current clients. They might be future clients, But focusing outwards is helpful when you are thinking of where they're at, thinking of where they're going, understanding where they're at, right? But here's where this gets not helpful. Because what I see in my clients sometimes is that they create a package, right? One of the things I encourage my clients to do is get very simple with what they offer because our brain will tell us that the problem is like oh well i just need a lower priced offer i must need another offer i need a group i need a i need a webinar i need another webinar <laughs> right our mind will give us all of these solutions that just looks like if we wrote it all on paper it's just a giant roll of like like details and so i encourage my clients to get very simple in their business one one offer right one package length none of this like well sometimes it's six weeks and 12 weeks and three months and a year and no no one length of time and one price and by doing this what inevitably comes up are people who don't have the money people who don't want to use their money in that way right because people have money so it's not helpful when you begin to compromise what you want in business, what you want as a boundary for yourself in order to serve other people, right? When you say, well, my job, what I'm supposed to be doing is serving other people, but you do it at the expense of you, of the expense of your time. Maybe it's the time with your kids. Maybe it's the expense of money. And you might say, but I don't really need the money. Yeah, okay right? But when we charge, it's just a decision ahead of time. It's something we've decided. But so often when I see clients who who fall into this category of it not being helpful, they get so focused on serving other people that they didn't take care of themselves first. They didn't let their business be simple. They didn't create, like, this is exactly what I offer. And if right like if they can't have this then they're gonna have to get value from my free stuff because I only have so much time to devote and this is how I want to use it right now right this is very much like the you know if you're in an airplane and the oxygen masks come down you have to put yours on first you have to decide what the boundaries are in your business the the outline of how you do business and the other people are either going to step up to it or they're not so we can look at this one, right? Where we're thinking outwardly and we're serving other people and we're productively thinking of ways to serve them and help them. In so many ways, it is helpful. In fact, I would say that this is one of the top ways. I'd say there's two top ways of all these seven. Okay, three. (laughs) There's, but this is one of the top three of these seven that when people make a tweak in this category, because our default as humans is to think about ourselves, And so I suspect... (laughs) that you think a lot about your goal you think a lot about what you want you think a lot about the reason you want those clients maybe it's the money maybe it's to pay off the debt maybe it's to finally feel which it always is something right to feel peaceful to feel certain to feel that relief but when oh I almost lost my train of thought <laughs> but I, I found it again very quickly so Most people are thinking of themselves. And so if you just practice spending more time thinking about your clients, and I don't know, right, like what more time looks like, but for some people, they're not spending any time. And so when you focus your mind into this area, it creates money because you create a bigger awareness of this is what my people want. This is where they're at. You even get a drive, right? Like you want to burn for your people, like this is where they're at, this is what they're struggling with. This, is, this lights me on fire to get up and go help them, to create something that will help them. When I think about coaches who are so busy doing, they're doing, 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 right? Their mind is so focused on it. And it's like, it's not just during work hours. No, no, it's all the time, <laughs> but it's not working. It's not creating the result they want consistently. That like that like hurts for me. Right? I remember that time in my business, and I know now how simple of tweaks it takes for for them to see such a difference. Right? I remember that pain, and I know how unnecessary it is. I also know that pain because it's my habit. It's so easy for me to get back into that place, and I'm so thankful that I know how to bring myself back out to create the results I want very consistent money and growth and so that lights me on fire I do not get lit on fire thinking about paying off debt or or anything like that right I get lit on fire thinking about the people that I'm helping and so this might be for you one area that you want to spend more time doing so it's helpful because it helps you focus in on your business and the more and the sharper you think about who you serve and where they're at and the things they're going through and where, they're, where they want to be, the easier it will be for you to speak to them. The better your copy will come across, the better your trainings will be, the easier you will like draw them into you because they're, they're like hearing it. But it's not helpful when you serve other people and you don't serve yourself when you don't set up the basic things for you. So the third area we focus our mind is inward, right? I'm not exactly sure how the arrows on the floor match with inward. <laughs> so instead of pointing out, they're pointing back towards you, we'll go with that. So the third area your mind can, can point is at yourself and judging yourself. So judging could be anything though, um, but it's anything that isn't loving, accepting, right anything that's not loving and accepting it's 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 not serving you. And our brain's default is to find things that are wrong to figure out like, oh, what's wrong with me? What am I doing wrong? How am I failing at this? But believing that you should look different, act different, have a different result than you have right now this minute doesn't serve you. It doesn't speed you up. It slows you down. And every single thought that you think about yourself, every thought you think about your business, they're all optional. Every single one of them. But so often what people do is they think that they're just like telling this story, this factual, um, like this is just the news. This is what's happening. Like I'm just not where I want to be. My business could be further along. It was. The third direction that you can point your mind or that it's just going to point itself on default is inward. So you're sitting on the stool and the arrow is pointing Toward yourself. Now, this version of inward is kind of judgmental. <laughs> and it's just the default of our mind. It's the default of our mind to see and be aware of what's not working. And this makes sense evolutionarily. I'm sure that's a word. Because if we're walking down the street, it. It serves us, right, to protect ourselves, to be aware of things like these shoes really hurt me. Um, This, this, it's kind of getting dark. I'm not sure how far away I am. I feel kind of lost, right? It's the default of our mind to keep us safe by finding things that aren't good, (laughs) the negative. And so if we look at how this is not helpful... It's not helpful because the space in your mind that you're hanging out is in a place of judging yourself, finding what's wrong with you. Because as humans, we don't just do this when it's a safety issue. We do it all the time, right? Our brain is constantly like, yeah, this is wrong and this is wrong and it's all bad. (laughs) And so there's two ways that this shows up, probably tons more, but two ways that I'm going to share with you here. One of those ways is in, in just judging ourself, right? So what judging yourself might look like is believing you should be further along. Believing that you've been a quick learner in the past and that this should be the same, right? Building your business. Believing that your skill set, right, should be more advanced. It's all of these places where, The judgment is not loving just who you are and where you're at right now. It's believing that things should be different. And that shows up in the form of judgment. The other way that we look inwardly at ourselves, and it's got more of that negative tilt, is in the stories that you tell yourself about what's happening in your business and maybe your life, probably both. And what this is going to sound like, it's going to sound like you're just telling somebody information. They're going to say, how's your business going? And you're going to say something like, well, I get a lot of consults, but nobody, I can't get people to buy. Or I just, I don't, I don't know what's not working. I'm just, it's really slow. Or I have just so many obstacles I'm trying to figure out. Or it's going okay but it's not really what I thought it was going to be like. Do you hear what I just said? That was me giving you a story, a presentation of what's happening in business. And it can happen with something as simple as somebody asking, right? How's it going? And then what the mind does is it tells a story about what's happening. Now, here's what this would sound like if you were being factual, Somebody might ask you, hey, how's it going? How's your business going? And you could reply, I've booked 20 consults for this month. It's going pretty good. I'm working on closing them, right? It's it's very, it's more like data that you're telling. Because what you do in this segment of where you're directing your mind is that you start to believe your own stories, You believe that things aren't going well, and you aren't capable then in that moment of seeing the data of your business, of seeing how whatever you're in right now is the obstacle you need to be in in order to get the result you want. I think about this with like the perfect example is weight loss. When somebody is losing weight, They have to learn the different ways that their brain freaks out, right? Maybe it's eating out. Maybe it's the weekends. Maybe it's whatever. But they have to learn those ways that their brain freaks out and the patterns that they go in in order to create the long-term result they want, which means nothing's actually gone wrong when they find out when they go out and, and eat with friends or when they go out on the weekend or, right, whatever the example is, that they go off the plan that they wanted and they don't make choices towards the goal they want. What most people do is they judge themselves for it. But what I want to encourage you to see is that every obstacle in your business that you're experiencing is something you need to work through in order to create that bigger result that you want. And so when you're looking inwardly at yourself and you have that negative tilt, right? The story you're telling yourself really doesn't feel like things are going well. It's That's part of what won't serve you. And that's totally optional, right? It's just a simple thought and a way of perceiving the situation. So then there's the part, right? So every one of these, I'm like helpful and not helpful. How it is helpful for you to look inwardly at yourself and kind of judge yourself, kind of see what's up, right? Is when you want to learn from yourself. Now, the judging part is optional. But what I have found is that my mind suggests things to me and that I actually want to do in kind of a mean way. And so I'm looking at my mind and and seeing, is there anything actually here that I really do want to be doing? Or is my mind just kind of being mean? And so an example of this is that I just, like a year ago, got certified as a like coach, right? I say that like that because I built a six-figure business before I got certified. So I didn't get certified to build a business. I didn't get certified because I thought that I needed it. I got certified because I wanted to be a better coach. I want to be excellent at my tools. I want to be so sharp and clear when I listen to my clients' problems and situations that I hear how it's their mind so clearly, right? I want to be excellent. And so I went to the school that I love to study with and they trained me and they keep training me. And the, the thought that I was having inside of there though was that I was sucking at it, They were teaching me some new tools and some new ways to approach the mind. And my brain was like, yeah, this is not going well. (laughs) You really suck at this. And so I could have just heard that as like negative thought that my brain was going to. But what I did instead is I listened to is there's something in here that my mind is actually telling me that I want to use and grow from. And there was. There was. It was that reminder, the reason I'm doing this is to become excellent. And this area right here, I want to be better. I don't really love how I did that. I don't love how I showed up. I don't love how that worked. <clears throat> and so that was my indication that I wanted to change something in that spot. And so sometimes when we look inwardly at ourselves and we're, we have more of that critical eye... Our mind is telling us the changes that we want to make for ourselves and showing us exactly where they're at. So the fourth area is looking inwardly at yourself, but thinking intentionally. Thinking on purpose about yourself. Most people don't do this. Most people don't know to do this. Nobody's walking around telling us to say nice things to ourselves, right? When people talk about self-love, usually what they're talking about is go take a bubble bath, go get a massage, something weird like that. And so me, as a very practical person, when I would hear that, I'd be like, no, I don't think so. I'm not gonna get in a bath of hot water so I can get hot and sweaty and bored. I'm gonna not do that. So when I heard, I didn't actually hear about it. This was actually the very first thing that my coach taught me. And it was how to love myself. But without all the like, do this, do that. But just get to the get to the, the like chase of it. Get to the point of it. And so thinking intentionally about yourself could be thoughts. It can also be feelings, right? And they're, they're going to be the same. The way you're going to create the feelings is with the thoughts. And... Simple things, like let me give you some examples of thinking intentionally about yourself. It could be thinking about yourself as a business woman. It could be thinking about yourself in terms of the results you've created. I can't tell you how many times, you guys, my brain forgets the results I've created. Somebody would say, yeah, I just really loved how you doubled your income four months in a row. I just really was so impressed and that really like touched me and made an impact. And me in my own mind are like, oh yeah, I do remember doing that. But I don't think about it regularly. I don't think about who I am and what I've created as a way to build that identity with myself of who I am. Right, of what's possible for others. Because there's nothing special about how I did it. I just was very systematic. And I teach people how to do that. And so thinking about yourself might be yourself as a coach, yourself as a business person, yourself as a mom, yourself as as anything. There are also exercises you can do in this. So one of them that I did was I stood in front of the mirror And you're probably going to want to do this like first thing in the morning before you get your makeup on. And I would talk to myself. And I would say things to myself like, I love you. I accept you exactly as you are. I am enough. Or you are enough, right? However that like creates the biggest feeling in you. But it's so amazing doing that because as you, you sit there looking at yourself in the eyes and talking to yourself and saying nice things that you believe, you realize how often you don't give it to yourself. You don't give that that niceness to yourself. And so when you think intentionally about yourself on purpose, thinking and pointing your mind inwardly, it's just giving yourself what you need. The core emotions that I've discovered that we need as humans, especially to grow a business, right, to put ourselves out there, to feel nervous, to feel afraid, to feel uncertain in business, there are, there are core emotions you have to give yourself. And those are emotions like comfort, love, and acceptance. Comfort comes from this place of, like, no matter what, I'm going to be okay, and when I say that to myself, I, I literally feel my shoulders relax. My body's like, oh, okay. I guess if we're going to be okay. The other emotion is acceptance. And I get acceptance knowing the mindset tools that I know. Knowing that my thoughts aren't me. That just because I thought something doesn't mean it was true. Doesn't mean it was me. It's just, right, just default. That's what came out of my mind. No big deal. Understanding that my emotions are tied to my thoughts, that I am creating my emotions and not my children, not my husband, not my result I don't or do have, not my clients, not my future clients, only me. It gives me such power and it helps me to accept myself when I'm not doing the things I want to be doing because I understand why I'm not I understand what's happening and I have acceptance for that and the other emotion is love it's something we give other people right we think we're giving it to other people because we feel love towards them but how often are you filling your body with love for you for your body, for your mind, for the desires and the passions and the places you want to go in life, right? Loving yourself. And it sounds, right, a little weird, but I'm fiz- I'm talking about actually filling your body with the feeling of love for yourself on purpose. You just choose to fill your own body with love rather than waiting to love your kids or loving someone else. It's taking those thoughts and directing them at yourself. The other exercise that I've done inside of this category of directing your mind at yourself is asking yourself a question. Like, when I hit this goal I have set, what do I want my mom, my dad, my partner, my best friend, what do I want them to say to me when I tell them? And the answer to that question is the kind of thought you need to be Saying to yourself right now. And so when I thought about that, the thing I wanted to hear was, I'm so proud of you. And so what that told me was that I needed to tell myself that. I needed to find the proof for myself of how I am proud of myself right now. I wanted to feel that pride And so the way I direct my own mind is that I give that to myself right now, the feeling of it. The fourth direction that you can point and direct your mind is to the past. And often I see people doing this when they have created a really great result. Maybe it was they built a $100,000 business. Maybe they were really successful in a career. Maybe... Somebody that they loved, a relationship or something um, ended or somebody passed away, right? And so they take themselves to the past to hang out in a place where there was emotions that they liked. And so being in the past, right, as always, serves us and doesn't serve us. And so you can certainly go to the past to learn from yourself, right? When we think about how it can serve us. Going there and learning from yourself, identifying emotions you want to be feeling, finding the actual thoughts you think to to think them, to feel them, right? One of the exercises I did with a client who had built a $100,000 business in the past, but she burnt out. She did it with an emotional fuel that didn't serve her, right? She couldn't keep doing it that way. And she had thoughts and feelings that caused her to burn out, but she also had thoughts and feelings that caused her to be so successful, to be charging crazy amounts of money, to be offering and believing in what she was selling in a way that she can now go to the past, find those exact thoughts and feelings, and choose to find how they're true right now today, right? So we can go to the past and we can find thoughts and feelings. Maybe if it's a relationship with someone you love, maybe it's finding that feeling you needed to feel and feeling it from them right now in the present. Not going to the past, but saying, you know what? I can feel love for them right now today. I can remember how great they are in this moment without feeling like I have to go to the past. And so it serves you to go to your past and find the ways you learn. It doesn't serve you to just hang out in the past and I mean, it's really the judgment, right? Again, it's the judgment where we believe that, that we should have done something different, that you should be further along, right? But your mind is looking backwards and it's coming into the now and it's judging who you are because of what has or hasn't happened. The sixth area that you can direct your mind is to your future, And in your future, there are going to be parts of this that serve you, right? The part where you are deciding where you want to go, the goals you want to have, the bigger picture to your business. Often in business, it's easy to get distracted by that uh, first $10,000 a month, that next $10,000 month, that $100,000 year. And lose sight of the bigger picture of why you're doing it. What you want, right? The future you want. For me, it's easy to get lost in the number, in the details, in the business. And forget that what I really want is the whole package. I don't just want a fantastic, amazing business that helps a lot of people and creates a lot of money. I also want to feel connected to my husband. I want to feel involved in love and connected with my children. I want to I want to have hobbies and do things that aren't my business. And so when we spend time looking at the future, it gives us perspective as to who we're becoming. It helps us step out of the moment, out of the the routine. And decide where we're going on purpose. And the things you can get from the future are the habits that your future self has, the hobbies, the ways that that version of you feels, the thoughts that that version of you thinks, the skills that that version of you has nailed down, right? So for me, when I Zoomed forward to the Elizabeth who had a million dollar business, that version of me had nailed down planning her time. And so that's what I got to work on two years ago. I was like, okay, well, if Elizabeth who has a million dollar business plans her time every day, then that's what I'm going to do today. Right. So my future self, my future vision gave me the path and the things I want to do today. Now, when it comes to the part where it doesn't serve us, you can spend time in the future, but at the expense of like being now, right? Being in the present. And so you don't want to spend so much time there that you think it's better there. That you think that um, life is better, you'll feel better, things will just be better, right? Because then it's almost like looking at somebody else's life and envying it and wanting it except in this scenario it's you it's the life you want and so sitting in the present and looking towards your own future can serve you and it can be a distraction and then the seventh area to direct and point your mind or that your mind is just going to point on its own is in the present and this would be the third area that I would say is is one of the most important places you can spend time. I mean, really, the future is a great one too. Um, all of them, really, right? They all have their benefits. So when we think about being in the present moment, this one really made a big impact on me. I, I mean, I'm, I've never done yoga, you know, just like casually. I've never done a lot of meditations, but I've done a little bit and I've done enough To really feel the difference of pushing away all of the thoughts and just being right now, right in this moment, doing the thing I'm doing. And the simplest way I can explain this to you and and give you an example of it would be driving down the road. Now, I don't know how many of you guys do this, but for me, what I found myself getting into the habit was I would pull up to a stoplight and I would check my phone. I would be listening to my kids or doing something, right? Or maybe we'd be driving on a trip and I'd be listening to a podcast. So rather than being in that moment, I was constantly trying to be busy, right? I still find it like beckon to me. I'm like, yes, I hear you calling, <laughs> right? So it might be a short drive and I'm like checking my phone every time the vehicle comes to a stop right i'm not present in that moment my mind is trying to keep me busy and trying to keep me engaged outside of that moment and so when you're present you're going to feel the most calm you're going to have the fewest thoughts it's going to be a much slower state and you can practice being there, right? A guided meditation is a fantastic start. You can go to YouTube, you can just put in like three minute guided meditation. and it'll get you started with that feeling of just calmness. The other place that I really feel this is on the ocean. Oh my gosh, I didn't even know I loved the ocean as much until, like I guess we I didn't we didn't really start taking vacations until a couple years ago. And so we went down to the Gulf in Florida. And I just remember sitting there on the beach and like feeling so peaceful because the ocean and the like the rhythmicness of the water has this instant meditative quality where it's like you aren't even trying, but it's like meditating you. (laughs) which in the beginning, right, that was really helpful for me because I didn't know how to meditate. I didn't know how to quiet my mind. And so when the ocean felt like it was doing it to me, (laughs) that was actually helpful. So being present in this moment, right, it can be as simple as looking at what's around you, right? Like looking at the curtains, feeling your feet on the ground, Feeling the air, feeling the wind, listening to the sounds, those details are the present moment. And in that present moment, there is no overwhelm. There is no worry. Because worry and overwhelm are the places in our mind where they're going somewhere else to think about and spin on stuff. So the reason that being present is so helpful is because it calms your mind. It brings you back to this point in time. And strangely enough, right, like we have these seven places that we can spend time in our brain. And it would just, like if we had to guess, if we were aliens looking at humans, we were like, we'd be like, I bet they spend a lot of time in the present moment. (laughs) but That's not really true. I think if I added up the amount of time I spent in the present moment, it would probably be less than an hour a day. And that's me like doing it on purpose. <laughs> I, don't, I mean, how much time would it have been before? I have no idea. I don't know. I'm guessing. Maybe I'm totally off. But, right? So the reason then, right? We see how it could be helpful being in the present moment. But how is it not helpful to be in the present moment? And the only reason is because going into the other versions of time, I guess. Maybe that's what people are talking about when they talk about time. Huh. It's interesting. But going into the other directions of where our mind can be pointed helps us to learn from ourselves. Going into the future. Going into the past. Focusing our mind on other people. Right? It helps us to build the future of where we're going. Because if you just stayed in the present moment... You wouldn't be, right, you wouldn't have accessed that million-dollar version of you who was like, oh, yeah, I plan and honor my schedule. And then you in the current would be like, okay, great, let's do that, right? You wouldn't have access to that. So these are the seven directions that you can point your mind. There are number one, which is pointing it outward in a distracted way, right, looking at other people's lives, there's the second way, which is outward and looking at other people, but in a way that is you serving them. The third way is looking inward at yourself, but kind of more in that like judgmental way. The fourth way that our, our brain, our mind directs is inward, but thinking intentionally. The fifth way you can direct your mind is to your past, The sixth way is to your future. And the seventh and final direction you can point your brain is right now into this present moment. There is no good or bad place to spend time in your brain. But the more aware you are of where your brain hangs out, the more intentional you can be about deciding where your brain hangs out. Okay. I hope that is so helpful because I have loved thinking through it for you and with you. Have an amazing week. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode of the Strategic Mindset Podcast. Before you go, take a minute and leave a review and hit that subscribe button. (laughs) These are actually the only two ways that I have to know who's on the other end. And so if you haven't already, do those things. And I'll see you next time. And I'll see you next time.